Welcome to the second official episode of the Women Owned Wednesday podcast by Ellie Jean. I'm Ellie Rowe, entrepreneur and founder of Ellie Jean Collective. And for those of you who may not know the purpose behind my business and why I'm here, it's really the same on this podcast, and that is cultivating a community around female founders, artists, business owners, and more. I've always been super passionate about small business and feel like it's such an essential part of communities all over the world. So each episode will touch on topics such as inspiration, innovation, intuition, the three eyes, and also the day-to-day of owning a business in an ever-evolving landscape with a variety of female founders and creators locally, but also nationally and internationally. Today, we're talking to Heather Long of Naked Goat Soap Company based out of her family farm in Richmond, Virginia. I first came across Naked Goat Soap Company in my search for a delicious smelling phthalate free candle for Ellie Jane Collective. I did a ton of testing, sampling, candle purchasing, and I swear I'm not just saying this, but once you've experienced a Naked Goat Soap candle or body oil or soap or any of their products really, you will literally never go back. Heather and I talked a lot about the journey back to simplicity and how this whole COVID thing might have propelled us there, what it's like navigating a bath and body company during such a strange time, and what innovative projects she's excited about, what inspires her, especially as we look ahead to 2021. So without further ado, here we go. Hey, Ellie. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Amy? Oh, wait, there it is. Hang on. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Yay. Oh my gosh. Look at your, is this your studio? It is. Gorgeous. Kind of turn you around a little bit. Wow. Yeah. It's so what organized. Not really. It's, you don't <laughs> see the back. <laughs> the back where all the scary things happen. Oh my like, gosh. Oh. I, I was literally just telling my boyfriend, I'm like, the amount of cleaning. I mean, we only have 900 square feet. We're in a apartment, but I just still feel like the amount of cleaning that needs to occur. Oh yeah. It's a lot. I'm like, who has time? I know. I know. Even being at home, I'm at home all day now and I still don't have time. Well, I used to, my shop used to, we ran it out of a house for like three years. So well, actually longer than that. But now that I'm in the studio, I'm never in the house to clean. So now it's like, ugh. Right. You got two spaces. Yeah, now I have two problems. <laughs> this is a good so are problem. you, is this your, um, so your studio is built on your property? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm at the farm. Okay. Yeah, it makes life a little bit easier. So, and that kind of keeps us um, involved in agritourism and things like that. So, um, and, and I'm here, so I can take care of the animals in the morning and do the things I need to do and be here when the kids get off the bus and all that fun stuff. And also your commute is pretty awesome. Yeah, right? There's really That's not amazing. a lot of traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Unless the chickens get out. That was like a, hang on, opening a window, it's not here. Um, that was kind of a joke at the beginning because um, my chickens free range. Okay. When I first moved in here, like they all just wanted to hang out at the front of the shop. So <laughs> that was that was kind of fun. But that's so cute. It's like in the bigger chicken house. They're like, hey, that looks cool. Yeah, can I come in and take that over? So Yeah. I would love that space. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you doing okay. Yeah. I was gonna ask you the same thing. How have things been going? Um different this year for sure. Like we're fine. Naked goat's doing well. We're thriving. You know, my family is healthy. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, my cousin, who is like my sister, um, texted me about a half an hour ago and she's in labor and delivery right now. So um, I'm, if I just ramble, that's why, because my brain is like 100% like on that. I'm waiting for my phone to ring. <laughs> you know oh my God. So exciting. Does she know what she's having? She's having a girl. Yeah. It's the season of girls. I know. Well, her brother and his wife are having a baby in three weeks, which is a boy. And then my best friend is having her first baby um, the 1st of December, and that's a little girl. So we've got lots of babies happening. And so, like, family-wise, we're great. Business-wise, we're good. We're hanging in there. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people have been asking us to do, like, these little local pop-ups and stuff. And it's almost been a little freeing because I'm like, I don't, 
I don't think so. I think like I'm just taking this time right now as like a big like slap in the face. Like you did 24 shows last year. Your family's got so many things happening. Just be home. So I'm home and I love it. I love it. I have time to think. Yeah, I think that's so, I think that's such a good point because, you know, I feel the same way just personally and professionally, to be honest. I mean, I think quarantine has allowed those of us who are more prone to be, I don't know, I think I say yes to a lot of things. Yeah. Because I'm always, I have FOMO. So I'm always afraid that I'm going to miss out on something or I'm going to say no to something that's a great opportunity. And I think even from a friendship standpoint or a personal standpoint, I've been able to kind of balance that a lot more this year. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the good things of it, right? Is kind of being like, okay, this is like, we all were forced to, one of my coworkers was saying today, we're all forced to get off the bus at the same time. Yeah. Now we're all kind of here and we're figuring out, you know, what that looks like and what makes the most sense for us. Uh, But I think that's great. I mean, I feel like this time last year, I was just burnt out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We we were going 100 miles an hour. And, um, you know, there's so many things as a small business owner that I wanted to focus on. And I know, like, so quarter quarter one next year, I'm kind of doing a relaunch um, that I'm really excited about because after doing this for six years, I kind of feel like, I know what works. I know what doesn't work. I really know the direction that I'm trying to head in. And I've had this nagging feeling for so long that I really needed to kind of refine some things. And this year has given me the opportunity to work on that. So to me, it's a blessing. And honestly, like I'm an introvert. Like it's so funny because people meet me at shows and I'll talk. Like I can put that hat on and be totally fine. But really, I would just much rather be in my bubble all the time, you know, it's my safe place. It's where I, I can think and create and just be, and that, that makes me the happiest. So honestly, I've been okay with not going anywhere. (laughs) It's been, it's been different to, to shift, you know, to all online, but you know, we're doing it. We're here. So I can't complain. I think there's something to be said for that too. I mean, I consider myself an extrovert. I think you know, I just am very social. I get energy from being with other people. And, um, but it's interesting because as soon as we started doing all of this, I felt like a sigh of relief. I was like, oh my gosh, okay. I don't have to make good on all of the plans that I, I mean, it was every nonstop and then work was crazy and starting my business was crazy. And so there were so many things going on and I just kind of always felt like we were running, 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 and you have no control over like, you're like, propulsion like you're going right. forward and you just kind of feel like you know because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or say right. no or whatever and so you just kind of keep doing it because it's what you've always done and I think I realize now that while I still am an extrovert I think that having that time to plan and think and just to be still for a little bit yeah. has been a blessing in disguise being still is so important and I think, you know, in, in normal pre-COVID world, you know, we weren't still ever. And, um, I, I just, I think it's, it's been nice to kind of just come back to that simplicity, which is, you know, that, that's the root of my entire company is, is there's beauty and simplicity and, um, just really being able to live it this year has been kind of nice. So, yeah, it is, I think too, let's, so let's start with that. So, you founded your business when? Uh, 2014. Okay. And yeah. how did that all come about? Um, so I worked in corporate real estate for a long time. So I did uh, off-campus housing, single-family property management. Um, I had about 500 apartments and homes that I managed. Um, it was a 24-7 job. It was a lot of stress. I did that for 15 years and I mean, that's the job I got into when I was, when I became a mother and that's just kind of where I stayed. I always knew it wasn't where I was supposed to be, if that makes sense. Um, but I was good at it. Right. And it paid the bills. Um, so I stuck with it for a while. And then my husband started a company on his own 
um, once that got established, he was like, you know what, it's your turn. It's your turn to pursue what makes you happy. Um, mm -hmm. And I really didn't know what that was at the time, but we have, we live on a farm and he bought me a couple of goats <laughs> and um, I'm like, what am I going to do with these goats, right? <laughs> so um, I started researching goat milk soap and um, it just kind of grew organically from there. Like I got really intrigued by the whole process and, and I kind of got lost in understanding all the different oils and the purposes that they serve when you formulate a bar of soap. And when I finally created this, this soap batch, right? And it cured and it lathered, like I was super giddy, like I made bubbles, you know? Yeah. Um, it just kind of, it just kind of fueled um, my creativity and it, and it gave me an outlet. And um, it was just for friends and family. And then it was like, hey, can I get a couple of these bars or whatever? And next thing you know, I'm making batches almost every day. So um, that's really kind of how it started. You know, there's no like, I, I didn't have a desire to get into the beauty industry or if that's even what you call it, or like um, bath and body, I guess. Um, it just kind of happened and I love it. I found my place, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you, so you talk about being a mom and also taking care of animals too. And how do you feel like being a mom plays an, plays a role in your business? Because I'm sure it does. Well, I mean, of course, but I had my daughter when I was 19. So I was very young. Um, she is, has gone through college. She has graduated. She's a nurse um, at MCV in Richmond and she's doing awesome. Um, so, and then my husband and I share a child. He has a son. Okay. Um, he's just like mine too. I mean, he's my baby. Mm -hmm. um, he's 23. And then my husband and I share a, a, a child who is now 16. Okay. So like <laughs> he, Hunter is, I mean, Hunter's a 16 year old boy, you know, like he does his own thing. And then our older kids kind of do their own thing. So, you know, I'm here for them every day, you know, they're my babies and they'll always be my babies. But I've kind of gotten to a point where, you know, having Kira so young, mm -hmm. uh, this is my time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. this is my time just to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And um, I love it. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love having older kids. It's so, you know, I think it's so interesting. I mean, um, that's, yeah. I think as you, my, my parents are the same way. They had me at 22. Yeah. Um, your, your whole life kind of revolves around yeah. your kids and doing what's best for your kids and making decisions based on your kids. And, you know, right. it's a lot of, it kind of all factors in. So I think that, especially now, like my mom and I talk about business all the time and, you know, my business specifically, she's very vested in that and very interested in that. And, um, it's just interesting to see as your interests change too. I mean, for me, when I, first started I'm I was always really into fashion always really into accessories and now the more that I get into it the more I'm into like home decor and you know home design and it just kind of is a natural evolution I think over time of all the interest and you just realize what that is a little bit more as you grow into you know options yeah. you know I think like for me anyway you know I'd, I'd go to work I worked in the city and you know I'm there all day and you come home and at the time the kids were young when I was working and um, in, the, in the corporate world and you come home and you fix dinner and you help them with homework and the next thing you know they're in bed yeah. and then it's like okay um, <laughs> I really didn't even get to see my family today and um, but there was one thing that I, I do I do every night I always take a bath I'm a bath person so and that's where I, I get to sit and I get to just kind of release the day, if that makes sense. Um, so, you know, in hindsight, it makes sense to me that I, maybe that I evolved into like a soap maker, you know, or like someone who manufactures products that make you feel good, whether it be our soap or candles or the reed diffusers. It's just something that it just makes you feel good at the end of the day. Like it's your favorite bar soap or it's your lighting that candle that just smells so good, you know, and it just kind of feels like home. And at that point you just kind of release all the other stuff, you yeah. know, the, the worries and the stress and the day to day and all that. So 
you know, for me, it was, um, you know, my, I guess my best, my favorite part, I guess, is being here when the kids are here. My niece lives on the farm too. So I'm here when she gets off the bus and, um, you know, but I don't know. I, I think people connect to smells and people have like, they have their self-care rituals and things like that. So um, I guess, you know, like I said, in hindsight, it kind of does make sense that, you know, I, I evolved into this situation from corporate real estate, you know, like you're talking <laughs> about how like, you know, you were in fashion industry and now it's home stuff that you, you know, you're really drawn to. So I think you just kind of have to follow your path and, and as long as you're receptive to it and you're open and you listen to it, then you're going to end up where you're supposed to be. So do you think that because it was something that you enjoyed so much, it was something that you wanted to gift maybe to other people? Oh yeah, hundred percent. that's how I feel I think sometimes too when you get into something that you just feel so passionate about it's like you get just so excited and you can't wait to like share that with other people and have other people love it as much as you do and I think that's what makes a great business is that you know you're just as passionate about it even though you're like you know being like you should really like this ultimately kind of infectious because you know when you have something that you're not that excited about you're like well but when you have something that you're really passionate about, you don't even have to like tell people about it because it's kind of just a natural extension of who you are. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with that a hundred percent. Like, um, you know, just, it's, it's just one of those things like, I don't know, certain people have certain blankets they like to cuddle with, you know what I mean? And, um, it's just, a, it's a comfort thing, I think. And, and this is for my bathing time or my showers, like, that was my comfort zone. That was where I went to just kind of be done. And um, that was probably my favorite moment of the day. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so being able, like you said, to share that with other people, it's, it's just, it's, it's super cool. And it's, um, I love being at markets and when we were selling in person and seeing people's different reactions to scents and to how products feel or, um, you know, that, that really fueled me to, to do the best that I can do. Um, mm-hmm. and, and just to say, Oh, well, you know, that small reminds me of so-and-so's house or whatever, you know, it just, it's just cool to watch people react to our products. I think so too. And you guys have so many amazing ones. So you started out with, um, soaps, right. And then it's kind of, I mean, now you have like the body oils and you have yep. candles and you have chapstick and all these things. So how did that kind of progress? So, um, I think for me anyway, I'd like to evolve. Like, I think everybody evolves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you say, well, I, I, really, I can't just survive on selling soap. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that's just not going to happen. And I'm thinking, okay, well, what would make sense to add to our line, you know, and, and the research started from there, you know, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just. I want to throw some wax together and make a candle. I mean, that was a huge process for us. Um, you know, what type of wax, what kind of vessels are we going to use? Um, with regard to our, our lip balms and lip conditioners and lip tint, I wanted to keep everything natural. And, um, you know, so it, that all involves a whole lot of research, um, which I get lost in and I love doing it. So um, just knowing how the oils play off of each other and knowing how, they add value to the end product and things like that. So um, I really, that's where I, that's where my passion is and, and, and all the research and the development. And, you know, when you finally get that product together and you get it out there, it's just, it's like a baby, it's your baby, you know? Um, so like our liquid soaps that we added this year, I worked on that formula for almost five years. So, and it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful product. So there's a lot of passion in it and, um, just uh, we love it we love all of our products they were all made with intention and with purpose and um you know we do make a lot of different things and i think part of the evolution that we were talking about and this return to simplicity this new way of life right that we're all living i'm actually refining a little bit of that next year where I'm not maybe going to be offering all the same products, you know, I might take away a few things or add a new couple of things here and there, but 
these are all things that over the years I've noticed, you know, for example, if one bar is not selling as great, um, I, I'm not going to put my passion and energy into it. I'm going to find something else that somebody else is going to love. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been working on some formulas and some products I'm really, really excited about. Um, and again, that's part of this year, like, as opposed to looking back on 2020 saying, oh, it's such a horrible year. I'm looking back on 2020 knowing that this was the year that I really got to sit down mm-hmm. and I really got to look at myself as a maker, at myself as a business owner, at myself as a manufacturer and say, these are the things I'm really passionate about doing. And these are the things that I kind of enjoy and really just narrowing those things down. So next year it's going to be like, these are the things that like you gotta have, you know what I mean? (laughs) These are the things that I have to make all the time because it's really what fuels me. So And also, I mean, you spend a lot of time, like you said, it takes a lot of um, research and thinking and development, but how important is it to you, um, the ingredients that you include in your products? And also, where do those come from? Like, are you looking for a local sourcing, um, you know, and that sort of stuff? Does it all come from your farm? Like, I'm interested in yeah, find those things. Yeah, so when I started off, um, we were getting their, our goat's milk from our farm. Um, over the years, I've kind of had to outsource um, to cover our needs. Um, and luckily, when you make soap with goat's milk, you have to freeze it first. So I can spend a whole season freezing milk to provide us our, our needs for the year. Okay. Uh, so, and that's all harvested locally. Uh, as far as like quality ingredients that absolutely matters because it's going to be a direct reflection of the end, the end product. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of our products are made with therapeutic grade essential oils. Okay. Um, I do have a few soap bars and products that we use fragrances in. However, those are phthalate free fragrances. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all obviously rated skin safe. Um, and I use them in very, very small quantities. So if a skin safe rating is X, I'm using like negative three X because you don't really need a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, again, going back to there's beauty and simplicity. You know, my favorite bar is our naked bar. It has no fragrance, but well, it, it doesn't have a scent that I've added. It has a fragrance because everything smells, right? Right. Um, but it just smells so wholesome and clean. Um, and that's probably hands down one of my favorite products. It's so interesting because, you know, there's, I mean, I sampled, obviously, you know, we at LED Collective, we sell naked goat soap candles and we love them. They are our favorite. And, you know, it's something where I think it's hard online to get that full experience because it's something that's so tactile. Um, So how have you like, has that impacted your year at all in terms of, because if you were doing, you know, 24 markets a year and then going fully to online, like has the tactile element you feel like impacted business at all or not, not really? Um, no, I do. I think it's definitely affected us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we've, let me shut my window. Hey, oh, you're fine. <laughs> okay. um, Is that your mini Aussie? Cause you have a mini Aussie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have Aussies. Yeah. There so many left my driveway. So they're letting the whole world know. Of course. <laughs> As one does. Yeah. Um, yeah absolutely. So um, candles and, and scents and not being able to touch things and pick up things. Yeah. definitely has affected us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with all the years ahead of us that we have spent or behind us rather that we have spent traveling and that we have spent at markets and, and connecting to our customers face to face has been so beneficial to yeah. get our morale work laid. And we have some amazing customers and they come back. They know what they want. They come back um, and, and they're just they're just good. Um, you know, I think last year we were awarded um, the Made in Virginia Award for our candles. So, um, of course, that helped and really helped us kind of get that out there. But this year, I was kind of, I'm still kind of um, shocked a little bit that there has not been a slowdown season for our candles. 
So mm-hmm. typically, I mean, you fall and winter is candle time. Spring mm-hmm. and summer, it's okay. Yeah. Here it's been all year. And I 100% attribute that to people being home. Yeah. Like, that cozy feeling that, you know, you go to your office, right? Which is your living room or your kitchen table and you light your candle and you do your work, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, and they're good. So once people... Once people get out there and they know them and they're familiar with them, then um, I think that's really that's really just helped. Just getting out there prior to this year and just laying that groundwork. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I think. Do you? Because I, I mean, my business is online as well, and I always wonder. I kind of toggle that line because, to some degree, I'm like, oh, it would be so amazing to have a retail front. Yeah. And to some degree, I'm like, but being location, like, independent is also amazing, you know? So I don't, I mean, do you, I know that you also work with a lot of local retailers, too. Do you feel like you get the word out a lot through those um, oh. individuals, too? Yeah. Yeah, we got into, at the, the beginning of, um, or the end, really, of 2019, um, we got into Whole Foods. Um, so that's, that's super exciting. Number one, number two, um, it's kept our momentum and we're meeting new customers and filling different, um, locations with our products. I mean, we're in three different whole foods now, which is super exciting. Um, and, and I'd love to continue to grow that relationship because, Mm -hmm. you know, I think another thing that we've kind of, um, or I have kind of been pulled towards this year just kind of thinking about all these things is you know not just there's beauty and simplicity but elevated simplicity right like i want you to be able to look at my product and 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 know that it was a made with love it was made with intention it was made with good good skin loving oils and it's safe to use on your whole family and um and, and but i want you to be able to approach it and and not be turned off from a $9 bar. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's so much goodness in that bar and you really do feel it when you use it. Um, so the more opportunities we have to get our product in front of our customers, um, you know, in retail settings is, is awesome. And of course, you know, I have the same like aspirations, like how cool would it be to have a storefront, you mm-hmm. know, but I'm also, like minded with you, like I don't know that I want to be tied down to a store. Us gypsies, we're like, mm, yeah. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, I was at a show once. Um, it's funny you said gypsies because I was I was at a show last year, and um, one of our customers asked. I was talking to another vendor, and one of our customers asked us if we just kind of pack up and travel to the next event together. And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like a traveling gypsy circus. Um, also, that would be like really cool, right? Like I would be totally fine with that, I think. We should make that a thing. <laughs> I, I think it would be awesome, you know? Yeah. Get a bunch of really cool vendors together and we just all like hit the road and maybe get like a train or something. I don't know. Yes. Like my parents have one of those old like 1986 Volkswagen Westphalias. We can get a oh. bunch of those, just pop right. up. You know, have our store in there, have a coffee bar, whatever you need, you would just have it. And then we just travel every day. It's totally doable. I think mm-hmm. we should do a thing. We should just start that. I'm down. I mean, this year is the year to do it because honestly, what else do we have to do? You know? I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. So I just, uh, no, I, I um, love, love, love the idea. And I, I can see it in my head and I can like, you know, there's these new storefronts being built not far from me. And really? of course, every time I drive past them, I can like I totally visualize it and I can see my sign on the wall or the on the awning. But <laughs> I'm like, no, there's no way. There's no I, mean, way. I mean, the other thing too is it could translate into so many things. I mean, if you're doing skincare and you're doing um, you know, candles. I mean, that is the perfect combination for a spa. There's just so oh, many, yeah. you know, there's so many yeah. things that you could do. that could be like an extension of, of what you already do. Yeah. And I love that. I love that aspect about, um, that's one of my favorite things about owning my own business is I, you can't put me in a box, right? Like I, I'm not going to put myself in a box mm-hmm. and I get to work with other spas, like you said. I mean, I'm working with 
um, two spas right now. One's in Washington, D.C., one in Richmond. Um, and we're doing, we're doing like um, exclusive candle scents for them and things like that. So that's a really cool aspect too, because although I have my five regular candles that we always make, I get to play around and I get to put mm -hmm. my like my um, formulator cap on and, and start from scratch and really figure out something that fits them personally um, and, and reflects their business um, and, and tell their story with a scent, you know? That's um, so crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. so, and those are things that really I couldn't do if I'm stuck at a store all day long, you know? It's true. So, yeah. Yeah, I think too, it, it, you're only limited as a business owner. You're really only limited by your own imagination and what you're capable of doing. I mean, I think that is the appeal, um, having, I mean, you know, having worked in a corporate atmosphere for, I guess I've been in like corporate atmosphere for, it's been like six and a half years. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, the amount of freedom and creativity that you have as a small business owner, there just really is no comparison to that. Yeah, I mean, sky's the limit, you know? Yeah. And I mean, the amazing thing about it is I get to meet people like you. There are just so many different people that you're connecting with on a day-to-day -day basis and figuring out like where it makes sense to collaborate and what new opportunities, like you build this whole, the whole basis of my business has always been community and really uplifting and supporting women. And I think, you know, at first it's so funny because when I was thinking of this concept, so many people were like, well, do you think that by like just having women, it's kind of limiting. And I was like, no, because there really is every time I find a vendor that I like, it's always a woman. Yeah. It just so happens to be that way, you know, for whatever reason. You're but drawing the energy, you yeah. know, the energy of that brand. And um, really there's, if, if you're looking for something, you can find it woman made. I guarantee you, you just have to look hard sometimes, but you can find it. Like we are capable people. We can get this done. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. That's exactly how I feel. I just, and I also feel like women are just so, um, I don't know, open. And it's interesting because I think a lot of the time we're kind of on the same wavelength. It's like when we talk about things or collaborate on things, we're like, was that what you were thinking? Cause I was, I was thinking that exact same thing. That's crazy, you know? So yeah. it's interesting to kind of see, and it's just been an evolution. I mean, I lived in, um, closer to Baltimore before this, and I feel like the artist community in Baltimore is pretty like big. They oh, just yeah. have a lot of things going on. They have a lot of incubator spaces, all kinds of stuff. And I think there are some parts of DC that could probably improve on that. Like, I don't know that we have, um, a big incubator space. I know shop made in DC does that. Yeah. There's a couple other places that do it too, I'm sure. But I'm not as familiar with it, at least as I was when I was living in Baltimore. And I think as I've been here over the last couple of years, I've just seen more and more artists coming through and kind of expressing what they're doing or sharing it. And I think it's just so interesting because, you know, DC is kind of this, you think of it as like a corporate, very government, federal, you know, place to be. And so people forget about the amount of artists and creators that there are in this area, but there really are so many. There are, there are. DC is a big area for, yeah. for makers and entrepreneurs. And um, I, I think in, in any really, um, really in any city, you, you're going to find that. Like it's, it's, I, I feel like we're the pulse, you know, mm -hmm. of the city and um, nobody's going to take more pride and where they live and where they came from than the small makers and the small businesses within the cities that support them, you know? Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's lots of really cool pockets. Richmond's <laughs> great. Richmond's the great community of makers. Um, you know, I think, it, like you, um, I've gone and I've met so many people because of this. Mm -hmm. um, like-minded people that I connect to, like I would have never in a million years met sitting in a cubicle or yeah. boring apartments, you know what I mean? Um, and because of that, the beginning of this year, um, I put together, it's a collaborative collection. I don't know if you've seen them or not on our site, but um, I really wanted to share the stories and, and products that I pick up and buy at markets, right? Mm -hmm. Like my goal oh, is- Oh yeah, to, your boxes. Yeah, yeah, my goal is to not spend money when I go to shows, but that never happens because no. there's really cool makers. <laughs> and um, these things I have to have, right? In, in mm -hmm. my life. And 
um, whether it be because I fell in love with her brand or I connected to the person behind the brand or just the energy I was getting off that product. I really just wanted to share that with my customers. So, you know, at the beginning of this year, before the whole COVID thing, um, we released our first Solstice collection. And yep. um, we've, this is our fourth one. We just released their one one for pre-sale and um, they're almost gone. We're shipping out December 1st, but you know, that's another passion of mine that's kind of developed um, throughout my journey as, as Naked Goat because I want to share these things, you know, just like I want to share how great it feels at the end of the day to take a bath and let it all go, right? I want to share these makers and their products with, with all the people that, um, that listen to me, which is not that many uh, <laughs> people that listen to me, um, but anybody that, you know, I can touch and, and spread that, that goodness into the universe. It just makes me feel better, you know? I agree. I think of it as kind of like guilt-free shopping because, you know, it's one of those things where I've become so, it's my boyfriend and I joke about this all the time because I've become so picky about the things that I buy and the things that I spend my time on. When we moved into our first apartment, I was like, I want to buy nothing that doesn't have value to me that I don't feel like, you know, I look at and I'm just like, I love it, you know? Um, and so we always joke about that because he's like, do you love it? Do you really love it? Are you sure? Um, so, but it's one of those things, you know, like when I go to a market or I go to a local business or I go somewhere where I know I'm putting my dollars back into the community, it's guilt-free and every other element where I spend money, I have so much, I have plenty of guilt to go around, but when it comes to small businesses and makers and artists and supporting those people, I have, I literally, I'm like, take it. Cause I just, I want to give back and I want to be able to support the people that make and the products and the products that you're getting right from these makers. They have a different energy about them. They, they do. They're going to stay with you. They're part of your life. You connect to those products. It's not like you go to, to Walmart and you buy a coffee cup. You go to, um, you know, a local potter or, you know, somebody you follow that you, you met on Instagram and you support them. And, and now it's not just a coffee cup when you're covered. It's, oh, Talia made that or, you know, Amber made that coffee mug, you know, and it just feels good. It feels good. And, and that goes back to my whole thing for quarter one, I'm hoping for Naked Goat, is elevated simplicity. Like, we have a choice. If I'm going to go to the grocery store and I'm going to buy, uh, I don't know, a mass-produced bar of soap, right? right? Or if I'm going to spend a little bit more money and get something that was made with intention and, and with purpose and with love, right? And now I'm elevating my ritual at the end of the day. I'm, I'm going to take a shower or a bath, <laughs> right? So that's a ritual that I'm going to do anyway. So why not make it better? You know, when you sip your coffee, make it better because you're sipping it out of a cup that somebody made that you know or you've connected to on social media or whatever, you know? And um, no, I agree with that 100%. It's, it's guilt-free, you know? It's guilt it is. It is. And I think that is one thing too that has come out of covid um, as well as this, you know, reliance on small business and this kind of, I don't even know if it's a campaign, I wouldn't call it that, but I think so many more people are aware. Yeah. And over the last couple of years, I specifically, you know, and it sounds like you too have become so reliant on these small, small businesses. I mean, this is like, when I get gifts for people, I want it to have meaning. I want to be like, somebody made this with their hands and it was you know, really special and made with love. And like, now I get to share that with you because it's something that I love. And I right. think that that has been one of the blessings, you know, if I, I feel like there's been a lot actually, but, um, that has definitely been one is that so many people have seen like small businesses are important. Like that coffee shop down the street that I go to every day, it could cease to exist if I don't support it. Um, and so that has been one of the things that I've noticed about people is like, they're posting more about small business and I'm loving it. I'm telling you, it's that return to simplicity. Like that, that's it. That's it. it I mean, when, when, you know, my parents were growing up or my grandparents probably, you, you would go to a butcher, right. And get your mm -hmm. meat or whatever. You don't go to the grocery store. Like, you know, the butcher here, he knows what you're going to get. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or you go to a bakery and get your bread for the week, you know, things like that. Like 
I didn't experience, I remember hanging out with my great grandmother one day um, and we, her, her house was not far from like the shopping strip and we walked to a bakery and she got bread that day. And I, I remember, um, I remember that as a child, like very young and um, walking into this bakery and it just smelled amazing and they knew who she was, you know what I mean? We don't have a lot of those connections anymore. They've gotten lost and especially with the onset and thank God for social media, right? Yeah. yeah. Business and thank goodness for the internet and all that <laughs> jazz, but like, just human connection is so important. And I think, I think people really maybe took that for granted prior to this year. Um, so it's, it's, I'm pretty excited to, um, thinking very positive and I'm pretty excited to get ahead of this situation and, and get back to just connect with people. And, you know, I love talking on zoom cause I can see your smile, right? Like, <laughs> and see from here up and that's it. So um, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be yeah. good. I, I think we're all going to come out of this better people. I think so. I hope so. You know, I think there is also, and this is something that I've talked about for a long time too, just personally is this emphasis on consumption. Um, you know, that's one thing too, where I think as a culture, and I hate to like generalize us as Americans because there's a lot of great things about being here, but also, I mean, I do think that if you travel and you see other countries in the way that they live or, you know, some of their priorities, if you will, it's just totally different than yeah. what it is here in America. And I think that that's one of the things that I've always struggled with is this like, con it's just constant consumerism. I mean, even before, and it's not a new concept, everybody talks about it, but it just is one of those things. It's like whenever you would go into a store in previous years before this year and you would see holiday stuff out, you know, before it was even October and you're like, what is happening? I mean, I think this year it's a little bit different because I've gone to stores and I'm like, ah, oh, the holidays, I'm just so excited. Yes. So the, the bat signals the end, right? My bathtub was the end of the day. The holidays are the end of the year. Yeah. You know, we're all in this mindset that it's been just, we're fine. It's yep. fine. 2021. Yeah, exactly. Like we're already there. <laughs> there. We see the finish line, right? Absolutely. Like head, I don't know how like true that's going to be, but that's how I feel. So. I, I mean, I agree with that. I think it's just, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of feel like it was just a means to an end before you're just kind of getting through and then the holidays come and it's great, but you know, I don't know. It's like, you're kind of just surviving because you're trying to get from one thing to the next. Yeah. Versus now, it's just, it's a very conscious, it's more conscious. And I hope that that mentality sticks with us. I hope that that's something that we carry out of all yeah. of this, you yeah. know? Um, you can, I mean, a girl can dream. I just, I feel like it's one of those things where, you know, if we don't take this away, then we're missing the point. Yeah, I was thinking like, you know, like everybody else, I mean, who knew, like, a, we'd be here, and B, how long it would be, and all the, all the things, but, you know, I was planting our garden this year, and um, I was thinking, you know, so many other people are planting gardens, you know, that typically wouldn't have, you know, and um, they're, they're tending to their, to their land, or, you know, they're growing their own food, or even if, if you planted a real flowers that you wouldn't have done otherwise, I hope we keep coming back to that, you know, and, and we, we tend to the seeds that we planted when we were home. You know, I think that's just really important. And, um, you know, I just, I don't know. I, it, so many things are different and so many things have changed and I don't, you know, none of us have a crystal ball. We don't know what's going to happen, but I've, I choose to stay positive and, and just know that people are good. Yeah. The people are good and we will get through this. I think so too. And I think it kind of puts us all, I mean, not all, not to, once again, not to generalize. I mean, there are so many different people that are in completely different situations who may not be employed or who may be struggling to make ends meet and things like that. So I don't mean to, you know, um, pass over any of that because I think that's right. obviously part of this as well. Um, but I do think that it kind of put us more on a, those of us who are perhaps living different day-to-day -day lives now, we're kind of on the same plank yeah. because there's only so much that any of us can 
can do. I mean, they talk about like the big gap between, you know, people who are, you know, millionaires, billionaires, things like that. And then the middle class, and it's just widened. And I think that's true. I think as the middle class, we are all kind of just like, we're kind of in it together. Like we're all figuring it out. We're all going to the grocery store and realizing that there's no like yeast left or there's no lemons left, you know, like that was something that we all kind of struggled with together. And I think we are for the most part, you know, of course there are always exceptions, but we're figuring it out. And I think it is a back to simplicity. Like you're talking about mentality, a back to basics of learning how to make bread because it's sold out at the grocery store, you know, or figuring out, you know, how to make your own, like, like just how to cook more, spending more time together, investing in those types of skills that maybe we kind of relied on restaurants or, you know, things like that. And of course we always want to support like the local restaurants that are kind of like our, you know, the place we go, but still I think that learning all those things for ourselves has been an important part of this journey too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And um, the value of sitting down and having dinner with your family, whereas otherwise, you know, everybody's out running around and doing their own thing. It's, we're kind of here together. So let's have dinner, you know, let's cook together, you know, let's, um, I don't know. I, I, uh, I I just feel, I feel more connected, um, right now than I have in a very, very long time, you know? I think so too. Are you guys doing anything different for the holidays? Uh, Yeah, we're not doing big stuff. Yeah. That's weird. It's weird. It's so weird. I have, um, I have a grandmother who doesn't need to be around a whole bunch of people and, um, you know, so in, in her interest, we've decided to, um, not do our regular family gathering at my house Christmas Eve. So that's going to be kind of strange, but, um, we do it because we love each other and, you know, that's it. That's the end of the day. So, um, next year, 2021, I'm all about it. I know. I'll be interested to see, um, you know, my, my, I have a big family. My boyfriend, come, he's one of eight. So they have a really big family. Yeah. Just trying to coordinate that every year. It's just interesting, you know, to kind of see, I guess this year, his grandmother, I believe she's 94, yeah. 95. And, you know, you just don't want to put somebody in that, in that age demographic at risk. So it'll be interesting seeing, I don't think we, we never plan these things ahead. It's kind of like a last minute type situation, but it'll be interesting to see like how things change. It'll be nice though. Cause I feel like every holiday, it's like you're rushing back and forth. You're trying to figure out, okay, like whose house are we going to go to this year? And of course you're always making stuff. So you're trying to figure out how are you going to transport that? And then you're going to spend a couple hours here and then you're going to drive to this place and spend a couple hours, you know, every holiday is kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. This year I'm actually, I'm not looking forward to not seeing my family by any yeah. means, but I, I agree. I'm looking forward to just being a little bit more, more relaxed and being in the moment. And, um, you know, in years past, especially like the past five years, I don't even get my tree up until like last minute because we're yeah. doing all the markets and stuff. Like I'm probably going to go all out like November 1st. <laughs> Trees going up, man. Like I'm all about it. And yeah. I'm usually, I'm usually not. I'm usually like, oh, I don't, I'm not ready. You know, I don't like clutter. I'm a very like everything has a place kind of person. So when you when you when I bring my tree in and put my tree up, it's like, oh god, that's you know, it's taking up space in my I know. room. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm I'm ready for that. I think everybody's ready for that. It's so interesting because not knowing like our, our market schedule for the year. Yeah. I decided this year, I was like, I'm only going to make two batches mm-hmm. of my holiday soaps. Right. I do a cranberry pomegranate and one that's mm-hmm. called uh, gather, which is balsam and citrus. Um, so I'm only going to do a batch of each. That's it. Right. I'm telling you, I listed them quietly online and they sold out in just days. I mean, gone. And of course, now I feel so bad because I didn't know everybody was in the, you know, feel them this year. Cause I, you know, I have to make a couple months in advance and I'm like, I don't know what, what it's going to look like in October or November. I don't, I don't know how many I'm going to need. So that's been kind of one of the, the weird struggles this year is like, I can take all the data 
that I have and historically figure out what I need to make. But this year, that's just all been blown out of the water, which is going to affect us next year too, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm just uh, profusely apologizing to everybody. Like, I'm out of gather. I'm sorry. Um, but we do have gather candles. So, you know, we can still smell good. Um, but yeah, I think people, like you said, like, you walk in the store and you're kind of okay with seeing some holiday decorations, right? I think we, we need a break. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready because I think whether you celebrate Christmas or, or whatever it is that you celebrate, you just feel good. Like that's a feel yeah. good moment. It's a feel good time. And we all just want to feel good. And we we do. It's just, I think it's overstimulation too, you know, like not to get political, but there's there, the election is a big, I think time consuming thing. I mean, my full-time job, I work for a news organization and you're just consuming that information 24 seven. You're planning for it. You know, you're talking about like, what are the results going to be and how are voters turning out and all of those types of things that any news organization, you know, every four years is talking about. Um, but as an individual and as a person, <laughs> it takes a lot of room in your brain. Yeah. And COVID magnified that because in the beginning of it, I remember turning on, you know, Trump was doing his um, news briefings every day. So you're turning it on every day, like, okay, what what's going to come out today about this virus? What are we going to learn? What's happening with it? What are the developments? You know, so you're kind of every single day just feeling that pressure of, oh my gosh, what is going to happen? And then you yeah. attack on top of it all of the social unrest with, yeah. you know, just everything that's going on in the streets with racial injustice. So there's that. And right. then the fact that you could risk losing your job because businesses are really suffering. And then maybe like your local restaurant that you love to go do to have your glass of wine to unwind at the end of the day is closing. You know, like there's just so many things. So yeah. it's like you get through all of that. Major, major overstimulus this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, just major. And, and for me personally, and I, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't, um, I don't judge anybody yeah. for their, their beliefs or, you know, whatever, but I personally have chosen not to watch the news, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm, I'm an empath for sure. And like when there's so much unrest, like I take it personally and it's very, very heavy for me. Yeah. Um, so for my own mental well-being, I don't watch the news. Like I, I tune in every once in a while. Like I don't live under a rock, you know, I get it. I know what's going on in the world, but I can't fix it. You know, I can try to fix it and I can listen and all I can do is better myself, you know, but, um, for the most part, like TV's off sister. Like I don't, I'm going to go make soap or like, go make <laughs> Light a candle, take a bath, yeah. whatever it is. That's it. That's the ticket. Yeah. That's the ticket. <laughs> so, um, you know, I just, I, that, I have to disconnect at some point because um, I just do. That's just how it is. I think there's lots of people that feel that way. And I think, you know, on that same topic, when you talk about self-care too, I mean, have you kind of, like, what have you seen in terms of, obviously the products that you provide are very centered around that right. and because of the uptick and things that people are buying, you know, soaps and things like that. Like what have been some of the main products that you've seen kind of fly off the shelves this year? Has it been different than previous years? I think candles, like I said, candles are, they never slowed down this year, you know, and, and, and maybe it's because we did the markets and people are used to our brand. So maybe it's a natural progression in any way, but I really feel deep down the reason that they are they they never really slowed is because people just want to feel good and and they want to to light the candle and in their home you know we're all home so um, you know candles have been I've been very blessed to do as many candles of, as we have this year um, you know and 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 our collective boxes that we're working on the solstice collections. Um, those have, have historically sold out very quickly. This drop we're doing a lot more than I usually do because it's at the holiday. And yeah. I think I might have a dozen left. That's it. 
Um, so, and then people want to support, they want to do good. They want to make sure that their favorite restaurants, you know, that you, you go and have your glass of wine at aren't going to close. So, um, yeah, people are definitely enjoying candles a lot this year. And, um, even some of our facial products, like our mask have been selling a little bit more this year, I think than last year too. Um, and that's because people maybe are taking a little bit more time to take care of themselves. I hope. Do you, yeah, I mean, do you think like heading into the winter months, what are your, what are some of your recommendations in terms of good, good products for people to try? Yeah, well, I think with it, whether it's winter, summer, spring, fall, it doesn't matter. You have to start with a good soap. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the store-bought products, right, the mass-produced soaps, um, they strip your skin. You know, yeah. they, they really kind of leave you feeling tight. Mm -hmm. um, so start with a good bar soap. Um, and from there, typically, if, if you're using something that's nourishing, you really don't need a whole lot um, on top of that. But I always recommend exfoliating at least once a week, especially in the, in the wintertime, mm -hmm. um, just to kind of keep your, your skin fresh and glowing. Um, I always exfoliate before I shave. I think it's just a really great experience. Um, and then we also have our body oils that you had mentioned earlier as well. So in the wintertime days that I don't exfoliate, I use my body oil. Um, typically what I do and for me personally, what works best is after my shower, I don't, sometimes I don't even dry my skin mm -hmm. or I'll just maybe pat it down a little bit, mm -hmm. but I put the, the oil on just like a body lotion, but there's no preservative in it. So it's a little bit better for you, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and that just really locks in the, the moisture and the hydration and um, your skin's happy. And, and for me anyway, it's kind of like, you know, when you, when your skin is soft and happy and you're, you go to bed and you're just laying there, it just feels good, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so definitely in the wintertime, um, exfoliate and hydrate like that and moisturize. Those are the most important things. Yeah. And I guess too, I mean, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but what are some things that are inspiring you as we head into not only the end of the year, but, you know, I know we talked a little bit about 2021 and what do you feel like are some of the things that are kind of inspiring you as we head into those months? There's so many things. Yeah. <laughs> because I've had so much time to think, you know, and, and kind of turn inward a little bit. Um, simplicity. Like I keep saying it, like it's, it's my mantra, you know, it's my thing. I, this, I need simplicity and I need calm right yeah. and quiet mm -hmm. and um my my farm and our home and my studio those are the places that to me they provide me that calm and that quiet right and making these products for my customers provides me that calm and that quiet mm -hmm. and i just you know my hope is that it, it translates in my product um so that the end user can can feel that too. Um, but as far as like the, the biggest thing that inspires me is just simple. Just just return to simplicity. Find a baker, find your favorite hole in the wall restaurant, you know, find a a, a potter that you love. And you know, find something that's just simple and then it's just the little things that really just elevate your day and and just make the, the mundane rituals more important um, and more significant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. I think that's great. And I feel like that's a great place to, <laughs> to wrap up. Find your, your local spot, find the things that inspire you, you know, elevate your everyday routines and do everything, you know, our, our mantra is cultivate consciously, which is so similar. It's kind of like do everything in your day with the same consciousness, you know, right. that every moment kind of feels like you're there for it. You're experiencing it. It's special, you know, from your skincare routine to what you eat every day to your workouts. I mean, exactly. Starting your day, like literally I, I opened my fridge this morning. I'm like, we're out of milk. I don't even know what to do. How do I even start? <laughs> How do I start my day? I know. I know. It's just little things, right? It's mm -hmm. little things. So it is. I just, um, man, we could talk for a long time about that. 
I know. I feel like we could too. It just, and also I think so many people are feeling that. Like I've always felt like that. I just never had the time. Mm -hmm. It's like you get up in the morning and it's six o'clock in the morning and you're trying to go to the gym and then you get back from the gym and you walk the dog and you take a shower and you get dressed and then you're in your car on the way to work and you don't ever have that time to stop and, and think. And I think people get stuck in that routine for their entire lives. Literally yeah. people spend 25, 30 years at a business and you're doing the same thing every day, mm-hmm. trying to figure it out and you never get the chance uh, to stop and think about what fills you up. Yeah. It's like Groundhog's Day and, you know, I think at the beginning of all this uh, lockdown stuff, every day kind of felt like Groundhog's Day. And I yeah. think that's why people really started paying attention to, um, you know, supporting the smaller businesses and, and putting things in their life that make them feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of break up the monotony a little bit and give them something to look forward to as well. I think you have to. I mean, I think people understand like the <laughs> factor too, mm-hmm. you know? And being authentic, I think, is something that you can't, I mean, you just can't fake authenticity. And when you're doing something with passion, it it comes through, you know, whatever that is. And so I think people are craving that because there's so much in their lives that they can't control or, you know, that are changing. Um, And that's the one thing that you can, I mean, you can intentionally choose the things that you add to your life that make it better. And so I think by doing that, you know, you're doing, you're doing things for yourself. Really. Yeah. yeah. Is what yeah, it is. You don't have to settle for the mundane, you know, you can, it's easy. It's yeah. easy to elevate. It's easy to, to feel good. You just have to, I hope, I hope it is for everybody. I know me too. I think we'll be reevaluating, you know, maybe this time next year and just seeing where yeah. we're all, where we're all at and how it's changed. I yeah. know it's, interesting for me too because I've never been a germaphobe but now I'm a little bit I mean I've always been I just never was a germaphobe so now you know hand sanitizer at ready to go at all times yeah one one (laughs) bottle is not enough I need two right plus the one in my car (laughs) and the one for your purse everything exactly Mm-hmm. I know. I feel the same way. I just, and it never used to bother me. I just kind of has always felt like the more dirt, the better, you know, I just, yeah. whatever. But now I have like, a farm, right? My father-in-law is, is, is a farmer and, uh, it's, you know, dirt don't hurt. That's how it is around here. Right. right. I'm like, Oh yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Wash your hands. Spray the sanitizer on you real quick. You know, <laughs> so, it's, it's, we, we've all, we've all, um, we've all had to do a, a major shift this year. And, um, I definitely would love to, I don't want to fast forward because I never, ever want to wish like five minutes away. Right. No. Yeah. Like a period. But I, I kind of would love to fast forward, like just for a second and see where we are a year from now. I know. And, and just mm-hmm. know that there's, there's peace and rest and, and normalcy again, but I just have to have faith and we all do. So. I think so too. Yeah. Well, we'll make a date for one year from today. <laughs> 10 2021 and Love see what we're at see what's going on yeah. um, but heather thank you so much for taking the time to chat today absolutely excited about this and um we'll be sharing this episode on the women on wednesday by ellie jane podcast which you can find on all of your local podcast suppliers apple podcast podcast one um so thank you so much for taking the time and we will chat soon Yeah. Thanks for having us. We'll talk soon. All right. Talk soon. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank you so, so much again for listening. For more about me, Ellie Rowe and my business, Ellie Jane Collective, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Ellie Jane Collective or online at elliejanecollective.com. And please, please, please do us a huge favor and subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast with your friends, your family, your colleagues, maybe that person in line next to you at the grocery store. I'm kidding, sort of, but seriously, that's really the only way we'll be able to continue bringing you this amazing content. And please reach out if there are women you'd like to hear from, innovators doing amazing things in your community, we want to know about it. So in the meantime, please continue living your life with intention and cultivating your life consciously.